Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Good afternoon, I'm Darcy Curl. A camera will be allowed to record the decision in the Travis Vader case. The judge in the case made the decision just a few moments ago. The camera will only record the judge and not Vader or anyone in the courtroom watching. Fred Kozak, the lawyer representing the media, argued that the public has a right to witness the decision firsthand. Justice Thomas will be delivering his verdict Thursday morning. Vader is on trial for killing an elderly St. Albert couple several years ago. Their bodies have never been found. More details on this story as they become available. I'm Darcy Curl. All right, there you go. Thanks for that, Darcy. Uh, so very interesting, very significant decision out of Edmonton. Justice Denny Thomas uh, allowing this camera into his courtroom on Thursday when he hands down the verdict in the Travis Vader murder trial, which has been a very bizarre trial for numerous reasons, both in terms of the alleged crime itself, two counts of first-degree murder he's charged with, and two people whose bodies had never been found, uh, but also the way the RCMP handled this investigation in a case that nearly collapsed more than once because of that. So a lot of interest in this verdict. Uh, Justice Thomas will read that verdict on Thursday and a camera will be there to live stream and, and record it. Now, just a footnote to all of that. The actual judgment will be 131 pages, 68,000 words. He said today, Justice Thomas, he's not going to read the entire ruling on Thursday will give a summary, but says that his summary will be comprehensive and that it would be good for the public to, to hear this and to understand his reasons for his verdict. That allowing the camera in the courtroom, he says, will increase public confidence in the justice system and will also lead to greater professionalism in the media, he thinks. So I'm very encouraged by this. Again, as I noted earlier, I wrote today in the Calgary Herald that it is time to allow cameras in the courtroom. The example I cited was, of course, the uh, Matthew DeGroote trial, where there was no question about whether Matthew DeGroote had killed five people, but whether he would be found to be criminally responsible for those crimes. And what we understand about the lead up to those killings, or whether there were signs maybe that there should have been red flags. There were two overflow, uh, overflow courtrooms set up that day because of all of the interest in hearing that, that verdict. We had media in the courtroom, live tweeting the verdict as it was coming down. Why on earth would we not allow a camera in there, given the immense public interest in that trial and in that verdict? So this, I think, is a very encouraging development, and hopefully we'll see more of it. The argument, though, that, you know, the floodgates are open, etc., I don't buy that. It's going to be up to each judge in each case still. We haven't reversed the onus. And so if the media want to get a camera into a courtroom, into a trial, they're going to have to ask the judge. And it's still going to be up to that judge. So it's not going to happen in every case. But hopefully it will start to happen more often. So I think this is, is, a, a, is great news today. 974-8255. We'll take a break here. We'll get some uh, time for your calls when we return. It's afternoons on News Talk 770.
Welcome back. It's afternoons on Newstalk 770. My name is Rob Breckenridge. Appreciate spending some time with us here this afternoon. Uh, you can call in if you want as well. You want to join the conversation, 974-TALK, 974-8255. You can text us, 770-770, or email as well, rob at newstalk770.com. I'll say good afternoon to uh, Randall, who was phoned in here today. Hi, Randall. How are you doing? Real well. Right on. Listen, uh, you know, we all want to advertise this transparency and how we're all for it and whatnot. It's time that we had transparency in the courtroom. I think unless it's a, a sensitive issue regarding, uh, you know, children or um, spousal abuse or something like that, but when it's something like uh, perhaps uh, domestic terrorism, something like that, I think that the, the public has a right to know and the media has a right to be in the courtroom already and to record. Why wouldn't you allow them to uh, just go to further steps so that people can see verbatim what's going on, what, what what's happening with the proceedings? You know, transparency, man, that's what it's all about. Yeah, no kidding. Randall, appreciate the phone call. I agree with that. Um, Again, we already have, I think, some pretty clear parameters on what can be reported on, what the public's allowed to to go and watch in a trial. And I think that can easily shape our our policy when it comes to cameras and courtrooms. You know, take, for example, if you're a witness, part of the argument is, well, you know, this might discourage witnesses from coming forward. Well, again, if you're a witness in a high-profile trial, Everything you say is going to be reported on. Your name and photograph are going to be in the news. If the media is allowed to take a picture of you going into court, if the media is allowed to report your name, that's already going to happen. So what is is the, the threshold here we're trying to, to, to avert by saying, you know, cameras, we can't have cameras in the courtroom. Because the media can be there. The media can report on everything you're saying. They can do so in real time via Twitter. They can publish your name. They can publish your photograph. The notion, though, that, well, a camera in the courtroom, that that's a bridge too far. I don't buy that. I really don't. I haven't seen any compelling evidence that that's the case. If we do need to protect certain witnesses, if there's a valid reason for not showing the face of a witness or not reporting in the name of a witness, then the case can be made. So it's not going to be cameras all the time, no matter what. But I think we need to move in a direction where cameras can be allowed in certain circumstances to start with. And especially in cases where we're talking about the judge and the judge alone reading a verdict. No harm there at all. And the judge today recognized that, that he was not persuaded that there was any harm that could come of this. So I think even in those instances where it's a high profile, it's an important trial, why not be able to hear directly from the judge? And again, keep in mind that these are open trials. Any member of the public can go and sit and watch. And the notion, though, that people aren't going to get the full context, and that was one of the arguments advanced by the Crown Prosecutor in this case who opposed the media application. Again, there's nothing stopping anybody from going to watch a trial for all of 10 minutes walking away and and reaching an unfounded conclusion. But I think by allowing cameras into the courtroom, people can get more context, not less. So I think it's good for the justice system. It's good for the public. And I think it is a freedom of the press issue. The public has a right to know. The principle of open court, that matters, and it's significant. We did not want, obviously, a situation where trials are being held in secret where the public's excluded, or even where the media is excluded. Right? To have a system where it's all done and quiet, and they'll just send out a, a brief statement after the fact and, and let us know what the decision was.
we wouldn't stand for that. So the principle of open court is crucial. Freedom of the press is crucial. And I think those principles have had to take a backseat for way too long to some rather vague and, and illogical arguments about the supposed harm of, of having cameras in courts. So this will be an interesting pilot project. It's not designed to be a pilot project, but I think it will essentially serve as one. The judge will read his verdict on Thursday. We'll have a glimpse into this courtroom. This will be on video. This will be live stream, presumably. Uh, there'll be a video of this. And the sky won't fall. And well, I think we'll start to wonder, why were we ever so concerned about this in the first place? And of course, there is a lot of interest in the verdict itself. It, it really has been a, a strange trial. So that all comes down on Thursday. So I think now there's even greater interest in it because this is so rare. It's never actually been done in Alberta. There have been a couple inquiries that have allowed cameras, but no trials. A couple of years ago in Manitoba, they announced a pilot project that they would start doing this uh, and that they would reverse the onus, that the argument would have to be made to exclude cameras, that the presumption would be that they were allowed. And, and to me, that seems reasonable. If there's a reason why cameras should be kept out, then make the arguments. But that's what the onus should be. Uh, so I'm encouraged by this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.